Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? Welcome to Hot Takes, where you get a sneak peek into this week's Patreon-exclusive interview. In today's Hot Take, Aaron, Megan Schwartz, and I chat about the impact that the Canadian Improv Games had on our lives and what the games offer young people today. For those that don't know, the Canadian Improv Games is a national charity dedicated to enriching the lives of youth through improvisational theatre programs that promote invaluable skills, including positivity, communication, leadership, commitment, and teamwork through a variety of annually programmed workshops, training sessions, and performance opportunities. Aaron and I both performed and helped to volunteer at these games in Winnipeg, Manitoba for many years, and this episode is connecting all about that. Enjoy. The Canadian Improv Games Oath is one of the things that is the most like ritualistic my brother, when I was in high school, I was part of the Canadian Improv Games, so we're performing improv, and at every show, it starts with the the recitation of the oath, right? And in high these- school, I uh, I seriously talked with friends saying, "I want this recited when I get married." Mm-hmm. It's like, it, it's so impactful. Those yes, words, yes. Hearing everyone do it, yeah, me too. And, and, and yeah. everyone says them together. It's 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 thoroughly That's spiritual. It's yes, it's it's thoroughly religious. Absolutely. And, and uh, my brother came to a show when I was in high school one time, and afterwards <laughs> he was sort of like, you know, it's kind of like a cult. <laughs> <laughs> well, absolutely, yes, it is. It definitely is. I, I think saying that is. I love. I love to do it, and I I'm still involved with the organization to this day. Like. 11 years later, 12 years later, who knows at this point, who knows my age. Someone thought I was 17 the other day. I said, you're 10 years off. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the, I love, oh gosh, I'm thinking so much about, <laughs> about the oath. I love the oath mm-hmm. because it is, I mean, it is like a cult, but also because it, the actual things that it's saying, it's saying what we're committing ourselves to. Can you recite it right now for our listeners? Um, oh gosh. And, and, okay, so this is a thing that happens in my tradition, right? So we sing a lot of prayers. And there are, when you're in the context of worship and you're actually singing it, you know it off by heart. But then but when you're when out you're of asked it, to recite it like separately or just to say it instead of sing it, people mm-hmm. just stumble over it because that's not how they enact it usually. Get it? I can do it though. I can do it. Okay. Uh, I will close my eyes. Okay. Um, so the oath is. We have come together in a spirit of loving competition to celebrate the Canadian Improv Games. We promise to uphold the ideals of improvisation, to cooperate with one another, to learn from each other, to commit ourselves to the moment, and above all, to have a good time. And some of it is recited in like a call and response. The copy after me, sort yeah, of. Yeah, the, the hosts usually do line by line, and then the the uh, everybody else in the um, venue. Yeah, and I, I really, honestly, I I think because I connected with it so much in high school because the uh, the cooperate with one another and learn from each other and commit ourselves to the moment. Those are things you can take outside of improv. Committing ourselves to the moment is a deep spiritual practice in many yeah. different religions, and it's a promise. To the people around you that like you're not thinking about what am I going to do next to make me stand out or, or, oh, I have homework later. I need to get mm-hmm. it done. You're thinking 
I'm here right now and I'm listening to you and we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and th- that, that concept of uh, being wholly present with another person in, in a moment in time, uh, they, people nowadays talk a lot about the flow state, right. Or being quote unquote in the zone Oh yeah, and it being this sort of optimal position for your brain to be in and everything. And, and, um, me doing improv on stage is flow state. Wow. Like it's just you're, I'm there, I'm present. I'm not like time doesn't exist. I'm just. Yeah. I, bl- I, just, I always tell people I black out after improv because mm-hmm. people was like, Oh, I loved your character. Like he was so cool. And I'm like, yeah, great. And they're like, when you said that one thing and I was like, what thing I black out, I don't remember because I'm mm-hmm. so in the moment. And, and sometimes mm-hmm. it'll come back to me later, years later. And I feel the same in, in life, like when I'm really in the moment with someone doing stuff and maybe I don't have my phone out or a camera out or something like that. I'm very invested. I do remember the feeling more than the content. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, sometimes I'll have a really deep conversation with someone and some stuff will stick with me, but a lot of it will be gone. And yeah. the feeling of like comfort and openness and vulnerability sticks with me more than the story they sh- maybe the specifics of the story they shared. Not that I forget what they say. The experience of ending a show it, for me is sometimes because not every performance am I kind of hitting that flow state or anything like that. But, mm-hmm. but uh, say we had a good show and, and the lights come up after we're done. And then it's like somebody is re it's, it's like somebody is now turning on the radio and I'm becoming conscious right? Like, You're waking oh. up. Like, yeah, I'm waking up to like, okay, like we finished a thing, the crowd is cheering. And then I get this like, you mm-hmm. know, rush of euphoria because of it, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm an extrovert and I love the approval of other people. Um, <sighs> but yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's shockingly the, the Canadian improv games oath is shockingly religious, both in its content and practice. It, it really it really is. And, and I can say this as someone who's been working alongside with the organization for the past few years. Like, I think everyone working there really tries to take the oath to heart in their work, in their programming outside of being on stage. Um, I, I felt very listened to when I've brought up concerns or questions, whereas in other maybe job environments, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even bother ringing them up because I, I wouldn't expect people to listen. And I'm really happy. I, I'm happy that I've continued being a part of that organization that I started doing when I was, I don't know, 16. Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. I know I'm 17, so I'm not. Mm-hmm. One of the struggles that a lot of religious communities have nowadays is just people leaving, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it's not that people are not inherently religious or spiritual. It's that I think that they often feel that they don't have a place mm-hmm. in that community and, and something that the Canadian improv games does, which I mean, it's not a religious community, obviously, but <laughs> um, well, I mean, I would argue that it is, but it kind of is um, the, one of the things that it does really well is it gives, it gives center stage to young people. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I worked as a, national youth organizer with the uh, Ukrainian Orthodox Church in Canada a couple of years back. And one of our, uh, this was with another girl named Christina. And one of the things we always talked about was trying to break the myth of that the, that the young people are our future and that they're not our future. They are 
are present, right? And if you Absolutely. Don't make, if you don't make room where they are actually given responsibility yes. and, and given the opportunity to fall on their face and fail, then they're going to leave and they're going to do, they're going to find that experience somewhere else. Right. That is so, that is so true. I think like I've in life, I've had that experience where I'm, I'm like, well, I can't do anything, anything, anytime I'll try to do something, I have to always ask the person above me or things sort of similar to that instead of just like knowing that I am allowed to just go for it and mm-hmm. learn. And I, I really, I do, I've done speeches the past few years with Canadian Improv Games at their finals night. And my goal is to always do two things. One, uh, touch them and make them emotional. And two, make them cry. I really just, I, I want to make people go, wow. And, and half of that is me really wanting to say things that I, I think need to be heard and need to be said. But then a bit of it is also, I want to make people emotional. It is fun. It is fun. And it is my goal. I always write a speech and go, oh yeah, that's the line, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I, I said, which I, I quoted uh, a friend of mine who was part of the Canadian Improv Games. He was talking about how similar to what you were saying about um, like young people not being the future, they're the present and how he talked a ton about how young people in the Canadian Improv Games get the amazing opportunity to be heard and to explore like live and publicly and in front of an audience. And a lot of people are, I think, hesitant to like have youth center stage because they're too young and too whatever. But I think, I think that's garbage. I think the youth actually are smarter than me. Um, I definitely have skills that they don't have, but I can teach them those skills. Like they have different insight. And I think so often they're shut down and not listened to. And I, I love, I love that I can help give a platform for them to like explore stories and, and try on characters. That's so huge. Like the amount of stories, honestly, that I've seen in the past few years of youth doing scenes where they're coming out or doing scenes where they're sort of exploring, maybe playing a different gender or things like that. It is, it is so incredible to see. It is, it is just so mind boggling to me that some people think that, you know, youth should just like not be listened to because they have nothing important to say. They have so many important things to say. We're just bad at listening. The Prying Priest is a social media free podcast, so any word of mouth recommendations you can make to your friends and family about this show would go a long way. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Say, why would you look outside yourself when you? 